0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program.
1: Great to be with you, Dr. Paul.
0: Yes, and before we start into our main subject of the day, is which is uh, talking about the evilness in the people who benefit from this monstrous system we have. Mm-hmm. And our system that we're dealing with, the financial system, is in so much chaos. And I still see and believe that the bubble is still getting bigger and worse and more distortion, more political problems and more hatred building every day. So we have a long way to go, even though it's a, the answers are available to us. And that's what we usually end up talking ab- about. But like this morning, I mean, just a, a casual glance at the marketplace. It's, it's in total chaos. Stocks are down. Interest rates are up and uh and gold is down uh, crypto is down and uh there's a not, there's a lot of unhappy people i saw the other day a report which was interesting he said that uh he said well if you're in if your money's in a, in in some uh uh investment and and you find it very boring he says that's pretty good <laughs> that means it's not uh, pretending it's going up artificially up or nor is it crashing. And uh, that, that, that at least is an excuse for trying to relax. But a lot of people aren't relaxed out there. They're trying to figure this out because projections uh, are difficult it's easier to make projections and anticipations when you understand austrian economics because uh, uh just the nature of the explanation of how prices are moved and how interest how important interest rates are and why government uh is very much involved and why uh, you know the statement that buying alone has caused all these problems he's he's amplified he's a mess and he's made things much worse he's a very dangerous person but he didn't create all this bubble uh you know the financial bubble with all the new money that that was done by uh republicans and democrats and it's it's continuing but uh, we'll, we'll be talking of specifically in a minute about who really has benefited from it. Why does it exist? If it's if no if it's not benefiting anybody and it doesn't make any sense, why is it there? Ha ha. We have discovered the answer, which many of you already have uh, have figured it out. Somebody's benefiting from this. Somebody might be doing this deliberately. And uh, the old saying, the rich just may be getting richer at the expense of the poor and the middle class. So we'll t- touch on that in a little bit. But before that, I want to... Uh, I repeat the uh, offer from from Birch gold. we have we have a text number on the screen. The text number is there. If you want to get in contact with Birch gold, uh... you can get some information to help you sort out some of these markets this is this is what you need and there's no perfection in that especially if you understand Austrian economics because there's a subjective theory of value that's involved and things don't go like you can't you can't calculate every market by a computer uh, uh, Keynesians and the interventionists say oh yeah all we have to do is uh, give me a give me a problem and I'll put it in the computer and they'll tell us exactly what the money supply will be look where it's gotten us you know sometimes they print trillions of dollars it doesn't seem to have any effect at all and then sometimes they say well we need more price inflation and then when they finally get more in price inflation, it causes more trouble than they ever thought they don't then, then they have too much so if you want uh, one to get some information free information from from birch look look at that uh, text number on the bottom of this bottom of the screen and Chris, I want to go ahead and visit with you today about this system, which is a monster. And, you know, that's one thing. I'll bet we could get the majority of the people in the country to agree with us right now. The, the planners who think they know everything, uh, I, I think they uh, they would agree to some, with us a, a mess. But they would come up with uh, more of the same or something new and different, but really not a solution but I think the Austrian economists would agree with what we're saying, and uh, that's the first step because they understand how this came about and why it came about and whose benefit of buying it. So if we understand that, we might come up with a better answer And the answer is out there. The founders went through this. They had runaway inflation at the beginning. We've gone through wars and chaos and inflations and bubbles. And uh, it's usually been worked out. But this one is different. This one is different because uh, uh, we're at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to real wealth. And they still hang on to this notion, Chris, that for some reason they believe that if the government just prints more fiat money, it's gonna work out okay because that was the solution, you know, and a temporary reprieve with COVID. Yeah, just pass out a lot of money, you know, in the immediate effect it's sort of like the counterfeiter. He comes in and passes it out until the market just ever, hey, they've been giving us counterfeit money. It doesn't work. Well, let's get rid of it. Let's spend it. So that that is what's happening, but they don't understand that. They still think that just passing out the money uh, is the solution and yet really it's the problem, because if you have fiat money and prices rising, because people see the, pro- the, the big problem today, the average person on the street would say, well, the number one economic problem is inflation of prices. Prices are going up too high. They never come up and say, well, no, the problem is the money supply is inflated. They're printing too much money, and they're responding to the demands of the people who have control of our government. It's those Republicans and Democrats that are doing Mm -hmm. it. Now, we we don't hear that. It's going to continue. And I think uh, what I'd like to think, Chris, is that we participate in trying to point out, the problems that we have and the one big problem that's, that helps, uh, you, you, you know, increase the amount of uh, of discord in the country where the people are getting angrier and angrier because the rich do get richer and the poor get poorer. And uh, that's why, uh, you, you know, most people still look at prices going up. Their cost of living is going down there. Right now, there's a big debate on well, will the key and most important issue for, for the voters this year will not be the economy, but it's going to be the Supreme Court, you know, ruling with the Constitution, you know, that sort of thing. So, so anyway, Chris, I know you've given this some thought and uh, would like to uh, hear from you.
1: Yes, uh, Dr. Paul, but before I start talking about corporatism, I do want uh, to make a little special announcement that I think you would like. As Daniel... Um, pointed out yesterday, we're very pleased with Rumble. Our numbers are great. uh, And it seems that the people that were in the live chat, there's a little community, uh, have moved from YouTube over to Rumble. And that's, uh, I received a message that today they are going to be wishing you a happy birthday, which your birthday is tomorrow. So I thought that was really nice, Dr. Paul. And uh, if you wanted to make a quick comment before I start.
0: Well, I th- I thank them, and uh, yeah. you know, for some reason, it's something that most people, and certainly, I never think, oh, I ne- always need to have a big birthday party. <laughs> but I have to, have to admit that over the years, it was an excuse for promoting a party and getting people yeah. interested in freedom. So that that was okay, and we've done that, and there's been so many that have uh, wished me a happy birthday. I appreciate that uh, very much. Thank you.
1: Very good, Dr. Paul, and. Uh, Okay, we're talking about corporatism. Corporatism uh, is an offshoot of socialism. It was actually popularized by a very hardcore socialist, Benito Mussolini. And uh, he called it fascism, economic fascism. And that is the marriage of power which is government and money which is corporations and Mussolini was very very popular he was popular with FDR with Churchill with the, you know they loved this guy i think he was on time magazine like eight times you know because communism cannot work you can't have one property owner because then you have no market prices and you don't know what to do and everybody starves so but if you have a highly highly regulated marketplace now you're onto something and you can, just like the communists, rip everybody off. And that's what we have today. We have a corporatist system where the government and corporations rip us off repeatedly. And, uh, but the people have to support it. You know, They have to go along with it. And that's where the media comes in they they pump out propaganda with scientific precision from every single direction and the people end up yeah yeah do it do it do this do that do that and then at the end it's just you're just in regret and today we see this, or yesterday we see the cdc oh they botched it yeah, you know afterwards it's always regret but the robbery has already taken place it's too late so that's the system we live in and that's the one we have to now uh, you know attack intellectually On how do you get out of this and uh, that's what we're going to give ideas on you know the way back to freedom and out of this you know government and corporation marriage
0: very good and and you're using the right word because we've used it a lot and uh, and that is uh, corporatism and of course that will morph into something evil once once things start easy and say well we just want to do this a good example the income tax we're not going to tax the people, you know, and even now today they say we're going to have 87,000 more uh, IRS agents, but uh, uh, they're, they're not going to tax the people under 400,000, you know, dollars, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So the, uh, the corporatism uh, that is going on and has gone on is more appealing than if somebody marched in and said that we're going to uh, restore uh, you know the fascist state of uh, of, uh, of the of, of, of the uh, Russian uh, communists, uh, That that system. People would see it and they say, "Well, no, we don't want. So we even don't so say we don't want socialism." But I think, what, what, you know, corporatism and interventionism and welfareism is more seductive. I think you can sell that politically a lot easier because it can be incremental. It's always, oh, one little tax on this person here, and all of a sudden we have to regulate here. We have to have, you know, a little bit of control over those bad people polluting the air. It's always, always for good, and it's always a little, and then it's always incremental. And it is much more appealing and uh, but what it leads to is that the corporations then uh, all of a sudden uh, fusing, uh, you know, coming together with uh, fascism with the corporations and the government and that that is that becomes fascism. And it really grows, and we're at, we're at a stage where it's very fascistic, and it's getting worse all the time. They do use the word in the social sense. This is not quite as violent as uh, so- Soviet Marxism, and that, that is that you, you just have uh, you, you know social social Marxism, and uh, and that's a little milder, but it's still evil because it's using you know the aggressive violent principle of uh, hoarding people together and dictating to it. And we've just probably everybody watching this program and most people in this country have just gone through that example. And that is how they took advantage uh, of the chaos uh, with uh, COVID. And uh, somebody says, well, they responded to a natural occurrence and they overreacted. And other people say, no, they might have created the incident to begin with because that was not the traditional way we handled, you know, flu and epidemics like this. It was never with the sacrifice of so much liberty. And that, that has existed. And we, we are, have continually moved in that direction. And I think it, uh, it does emphasize this whole fact that uh, the dis- distribution of wealth becomes uh, disassociated. The people who are in charge, uh, the bureaucrats and the politicians and special interests, the lobbyists, and on and on, and, and the politicians who have to get in office, of course, to save the country, they have to take the money from the people who want their guy in Congress. So that he keep vo- voting for this stuff. So the system is designed, uh, I, I believe, in purpose to transfer wealth. Oh, they say, oh no, the poor will not suffer. We won't take that much. We're just going to take this. But but uh, but the corporations you know, really benefit and they move on and on. And I think the merger of the two, which is the most annoying to me, is the merger of social media along with the government, because the social media is the one that does the dirty work and enforces the canceling a person and regulating their freedom of speech, not allowing people to, you know, come together and express themselves. So that is that is a big problem. It's a threat to liberty. And uh, it's not over yet, even though the people, fortunately, are waking up. And that's what we want to continue to do, Chris, keep waking up people to exactly what's going on so that they know what they can do to contribute to the rebuilding of a free society.
1: Right, Dr. Paul. And, uh, you know, uh, politicians, left and right, love the corporatist system that we have today. A, they love power. Uh, we saw with COVID, they love telling people what to do, even if it is so stupid and makes no sense, just being able to tell people and watching them obey, that gives them a charge. You know, That's the types of people that most politicians, not all, but most are but they also like becoming very rich in this corporatist system. You know, a lot of them go into Congress and and, and into so-called public service with no money, and they come out <laughs> multimillionaires, you know? And it's because their laws, they yeah, tilt the tables right in favor of certain corporations. And the politicians end up getting rich themselves from these laws, either directly or indirectly, like through the stock market. We see that in the news now. And we see Elizabeth Warren, oh, we got to ban, uh, you know, politicians from getting rich in the stock market but that is not the answer even if you banned it hey that's asking the legislators to legislate themselves from not getting rich i mean good luck with that but even if they did there'd be loopholes out the you know uh, their wife could own the stock or they'll sh- set up a shell corporation to own the stock so the problem is not politicians owning stock the problem is the politicians intervene and legislatively You know, tilt the tables towards certain corporations to get rich, and then the politicians own the stock and they get rich, too. So it's the interventionism that is the problem. And Elizabeth Warren is not going to uh, not want to intervene. That's her thing. She wants to intervene. So this will continue. Politicians will continue to get rich. Corporations will continue to get rich, all because of legislation.
0: Yes, very good. And some people in high places, they understand this, and they should be in a place where maybe they could. Help correct it, but if you take the Pelosi family, I would say that they might be an example of that complaint that you're making. That they may be benefiting from that, and even even it's a, it's bipartisan because the Biden family has benefited as well. But the the whole whole thing is that it is it is very bipartisan. Now you want to know who I think is the epitome of this system that has uh, become well-known, even though he's been around for a long, long time. He has an M.D. degree, but I don't consider him the family physician that I would want to have. But he, uh, he, he was, he's a physician. He's a scientist. His science uh, has proven to be lousy. And yet, he's the top dog. In this system that we're talking about, he, uh, he became the, the highest paid and still is the highest paid bureaucrat that we've ever had. makes a lot more money than a president or a Supreme Court justice uh, would make. So he's making a lot of, of, of money and has more power and been around for a long time. But guess what? Uh, oh, he must be a Democrat. No, he got equal support. It was an equal opportunity system because he he knew how to play the cards. So he he got appointed by uh, Republican presidents. He just stayed in that office at CDC, and he ran the show, and he was in charge of all the good things that were done to make sure that the COVID epidemic would uh, go smoothly and would get rid of that in a hurry. Everything he said turned out to be lousy. And uh, so he... Uh, he, he got paid well, though, for it. he was he was making last check on that was uh, almost a half a million dollars a year uh, that that he makes. And uh, then and then uh, he's he's in his 80s. He's getting old. You know, he's in his <laughs> 80s. <laughs> so but he has he, he has a pretty good uh, uh, retirement account coming. The taxpayers think so much of him and he's so great. They're going right now it's estimated that he will get $350 million a year in retirement, <laughs> but don't worry, if he runs short, uh, and then inflation gets bad, he has a cost of living agreement built into it. I'll tell you what, he he knew the system pretty well, and, uh, but, but that shows you how bad it can get. You would think, well, Uh, You know, some people get discovered when they abuse the system and they steal and they defraud some of the politicians and some even go to jail. But this guy ended up becoming the more the more money he made, the more heroic he got. And and the more the people loved him because he was saving us from this horrible pandemic. Uh Uh, But I think uh, I'll give a lot of credit to the parents of this country who woke up in a proper way and said, enough is enough. They're not, they're not solving the problem. And they're ruining our kids. And now we're suffering from the consequence of this. So I guess if anybody's going to complain, so we didn't do a good job. Maybe we didn't pay them enough money. Chris?
1: <laughs> right, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> I'll finish up, Dr. Paul. Um, there is a way out of this corporatist system uh, first off, like communism, it cannot uh, succeed. The, the, the difference is it lasts longer. Communism collapses faster uh, because it's so irrational. There's at least a tinge of rationality in this corporatist system, and so it bleeds us uh, slower. And uh, it's been called the corporatist system a vampire economy because it slowly bleeds you to death. And that's why it's you know, taking longer uh, than the, like, the Soviet system. Uh, but the, the people in their minds have to be ready uh, with new ideas. And those new ideas are the exact opposite of what we have. If we have the biggest government in history, we need limited government. If we have fiat money, we need sound money. And if we have hyper-regulated markets, we need free markets. You know, it's not very complex. And Dr. Paul says, you know, our message is not complex. But uh, we're at a stage in our history where there needs to be a, a new desire for freedom, people are afraid of freedom, and the media has a lot to do with that. They'll scare you to death, and you know it makes you want to run to the government. But we have to wean people off the government because that's not where the answer is. And fortunately for us, the government is the best advertisement that there is. You know they keep hammering people over and over and over, and I just know anecdotally from the people around me that that COVID uh, episode. Was bad for in people's eyes on how the government is. So you know they helped to make our case for us. But there still are too uh, many Americans that are still afraid to be free. Uh, someday that tide will turn. The pain will be too great uh, from the government, and you know at that point, whenever it is, uh, you know we could start moving in the direction of freedom again.
0: Very good. You know, uh, we try to keep the answers non-complex, because uh, the solution is not complex. The problem is very complex because uh, the whole system has been invaded. I have been amazed these last couple of years how well the enemy was able to infiltrate every system that we have. So it it wasn't just that a few people got into the FBI and they had, and they influenced it negatively for a few people and, uh, you know, gave out some favor. No, it's it's been infiltrated, whether it's the FBI, the CIA, whether it's a it's a court system and the prosecutors and uh, and my, many people put the blame right on Soros because he was smart in his plan that he didn't spend all his money on deciding between uh, a uh, a Republican interventionist versus a Democratic intervention. He, he did it at the lower level. And it's in the universities uh, and the medical system that uh, he, he helped put in the right place. So it, it really is incestuous and very, very dangerous and not easy to ca- cancel out. So I, I would say the thing of it is it down. Well, what is what is the one the number one problem? Why do they do that? Well, the enemy believe that it's proper and important that government have a monopoly control of aggression and they can use it to design the system that they want. And uh, they believe that's necessary because people can't reach out and find the truth in what they do, and they're all immoral. So therefore, since there's a vacuum there, it is their patriotic duty, and many of them feel like I, I have to do there to protect the people. You know, uh, I had a congressman once when I was sitting beside him when he was voting for the uh, pay, Patriot Act, uh, and he he was a friend, and generally he voted pretty good. I said, "Why are you voting for this?" Hmm. He says, uh, "Don't you know what it's doing?" "Yeah, I do, I do, and it's bad," but he said that. Uh, How am I going to explain it back home? You know, this sort of thing. The pressure there. There's a political pressure, uh, whether it's uh, welfare state for food stamps for people or whatever. There's always some pressure there. And some people have argued and uh, you have to pay attention to their argument that the government is a reflection of the people. Uh, So, uh, you know, we talk about cleaning up the Congress and we should. And the more we do and the more we point out what they're doing, I think the better. Because I can't say you shouldn't do it because I tried it. And who knows whether it did any good or not. Only time will tell. But uh, if we if we do that, we have have to get to the point of what what should what should you reject? And that is using force. People have their own lives. They're born with natural rights. They can do whatever they want with their life and their money. They have a responsibility to take care of their families. But uh, they can do whatever they want, except for no force against another person. You can't deny liberty to somebody else. You can't deny their freedom by controlling all their income. You can't deny their liberty by taking total control of their educational system. That's the use of aggression in an evil way so if you don't if you don't have any belief and confidence that free people are pretty good at dealing with things i think the remarkable thing and the best outcome of the COVID lockdown was the parents waking up and assuming some responsibility and they're still upset and we'll find out whether that's going to still be there in november because they are very very upset with it and all this nonsense and then one thing that you might say well well, at least at least you have to have a government. If somebody's going down the street shooting and killing everybody, don't you have to have you know authority, you you know, to calm the person down or take care of the person who's denying liberty to others? Well, if it were limited to that, and uh, most people, and I I agree with that too, that you should you should deal w- with that. But you know, the whole thing is that uh, the people will always overextend and do whatever they have to and it becomes a a money issue too because people benefit from it, which makes everything worse. But how does it end? Is it gonna end by getting 10 or 15 better people in the Congress this term? That'll help because they'll be sending out a message. But the people's attitudes have to change they have to decide what they want. And uh, without that, it, it doesn't work. But that's where I think we're making some progress. I, I really do believe there's a lot more people. I've been you know, working at this since the early 1970s when I got interested in monetary policy and economics uh, back in the early 70s. And uh, I'll tell you what there's a lot more people now that talk about the Federal Reserve in a in a healthy manner, and also talk about the the, uh, the this reason why we have a sound should have a sound a sound currency and they know the word Austrian economics, and they know the word about the non aggression principle that you can't initiate aggression and uh, that there, are, there is such a thing as a higher law and natural law and natural rights that come not from the government but they come when we're born and that uh, protecting those rights should be the significant uh, issue that we deal with providing and protecting the right of the individual and then if they do not do like you think they should which a lot of them won't do it uh, they have to suffer the consequences if we have a system today that if you have an economic system designed you know to interfere and tell everybody what they can do and, and send out contracts and manipulate interest rates and all so some inefficient company is really inefficient just bombs out and he goes bankrupt oh he's but it was not his fault he he was doing his best so we have to help him out so let's get some money let's take money from the companies that ran a good company gave a good product and and had some money in the bank because the people supported them let's take money from him because he has too much Punish the successful to take care of the unsuccessful that's not the way the market works and uh, until we understand that and the rejection of all aggression we're going to have a problem but like i say i think more and more people are beginning to understand exactly what i'm talking about